You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey, we are back in the football shed, the podcast for football fans that live in the wrong time zone. My name's John Hewitt, and Jeff King is here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. I shook it up. Yeah, I was, I was ready. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I had my finger on the buzzer, ready <laughs> to go. Threw uh, you sideways, Rog. Yep. Um, Rog, did you bring an exciting beer with you no, this week? No, just some fridge beer this week, John. Nothing too exciting. Oh, what? Just that's, some that's really stomping ground pale ale. But you're the reason why this segment works, Roger. Well, I know, but I just there was beer there in the fridge, and so I thought, well, I'll just I, take that. I feel like you've let everyone down. I, there's a, I'm disappointed. I, <laughs> listeners are disappointed. John, you're, are you disappointed? I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> disappointed in you, Rog. You've let us all down. I could put some um, bread under like my wee if you want. If you want to just <laughs> say it's ready for the second half, I'll, I'll do better for next week. Okay, good. <laughs> Jeff, what did you bring? Your, your fridge beer, John. I, I, I brought your fridge <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have any beers this week. I panicked. I was in kid jail. You know when you got kids and the kids are uh, you're the only one looking after them and you can't leave the house. Yeah. that was me. So I didn't have any beer. You just load them all into the car and go down to the bottle shop. No, the, the little one was asleep and the, and the oh, big yeah. one was being... It's problematic. Big one, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had to ask for help. So Stella, Stella Artois. I yeah. love that you, with your beer selections of late, you're basically reliving the 1990s, yeah. well, after, which I quite enjoy. After last week, so Jeff had Carlsberg last week. And Didn't then you I have was, Heineken? Or was that the week before? Or maybe it was Heineken. Yeah, it was. And then, They're uh, interchangeable. I went into Audi this morning and saw that they had... Stella four packs for 10 bucks I was like yes I'm going to do that <laughs> $10 big cans too yeah and then I put them in the fridge and Jeff was like oh has anyone got any beer I was like oh yeah I have <laughs> yeah <laughs> right up my street um, I also bought a bottle of Aldi wine whilst I was there so uh, rude not consistent, rude consistent. not to um, every week we start with a question but before we do that if you want to get involved in the football shed community just head to our Facebook group Shedders and Volleys um, to talk nonsense about football um, or if you're more like Roger, you can send us an email at footballshowpodcast. No, sorry, sorry, shut down at gmail.com. No, the email I shut, I shut it down. No, we've uh kept it open, and there's a reason why. Did you get another email this week, John? Got an email. Oh, with the headline Jeff. Oh, what? There we go. Just want to say that was one of the best pods Jeff has ever done. <laughs> Had his usual funny metaphors and jokes, but his breakdown of Arsenal and Chelsea was great. He's absolutely right about Arsenal. The team is exactly where they should be. This is from an Arsenal fan, by the way. While, while there is quality there, there is a lot of dead wood. Lampard was playing youth and developing for the future. He was winning and was in a good position. Tuchel has rolled out players out of cryogenic storage <laughs> and is winning, but is there a development or a future? I honestly think Lampard isn't a good manager, but was developing well. Overall, in the manager comparison, Oli is proving himself what Arteta has no idea. Lampard was developing into a good manager and certainly was doing a better job than Arteta. Finally, keep the email. Wow. <laughs> From Newell. Thanks, Newell. Thanks, Newell. Love it. <laughs> I am retiring. So basically, Jeff, uh, according to Newell, you were right. Well, of course. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not sure you sure. even know what you were talking about. <laughs> no. uh, what, what did I say? Because I'm probably going to say something different this week. Um, okay, well, you, I can't even remember what you said. So we'll keep the email open. I love, I'm loving okay. the emails now. Yeah. I'm loving them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's new favourite section: the emails. Um, this week's question, uh, talking of Chelsea, is about Man United Chelsea. It finished nil nil this week. What a thriller of a game that was meaning both games in the league this season between them are finished nil-nil. Is it right that you've played about eight games against the top six and you've drawn six and lost two? We've played drawn six, nil-nil. Played seven. Seven. Oh, no, maybe, yeah, I think seven. We lost one, six-one, and all the others have drawn nil-nil. <laughs> no, you lost one-one-nil to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. You lost six-one to, to Spurs. Spurs and Everything else is nil-nil. Yeah. Which, now... Can I get to my question? Yeah, go on then. Well, no, I just because I want to stick the boot into Ollie a bit because to me that's the difference why you're not challenging for the title. So perhaps if he was a bit braver and you'd gone for it a bit more in those games, and suddenly if you turn half of those into wins, we top of the league. The league is a lot closer. Definitely, we'll get onto that in one second, George. Okay. I want to finish my question. 
Um, can you remember the start of the question? No. No. <laughs> Emails. Read the email again. Both Man United and Chelsea finished nil-nil. Nil, nil. <laughs> when was the last time that that happened between those two teams? Well, didn't you say both of them? So last time, like a few months no, back. But, <laughs> no, no, so both games in the season finished nil-nil. Oh, okay. It's happened before. When was the last time it happened in the same season? Can you give us a clue? It's quite a while ago. So then it's not Jose. 11-12. 19... 19- 1921. Sorry. Okay. What? 1921-22 season. Like, that's an indictment on how dull that game was and how crap Ollie is being in the big games and not going for it and going, let's make something happen. Let's attack. Let's use our attacking players and try something. We're You've just... got lots of them. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so well, I can't believe we're going to start on the nil-nil with, with, you know, this is a football podcast. We all like football. But let's, let's do it, right? I asked you <laughs> last week. Uh, I... I had some comment on Chelsea. Yes. And I asked you, I said, well, just watch it. Like, the results do not tell the story of what's going on. And I, and you said, I'm going to watch the Man United-Chelsea game in full, live. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I think. So, uh, from a Chelsea perspective, what do you think? I think they're really organised, but really boring. Okay. Yes. yes. They're, right. They're, um, so, what's the distinct but, shift between uh, the way that they were playing under Lampard and the way they're playing... Well, he's playing a back three first, and he's playing a back three and um, having two people sit in front. So it was Kovacic and Kante this week, and sometimes it's Jorginho. And it's very narrow. There isn't much width. Um, the wing backs, which were hudson Adoy and Chilwell this week, um, don't get forward a huge amount. So it ends up being a back five, and then you've kind of, it's just very... A back five with two defensive midfielders. Yes. With a, with a tendency to pass sideways. And they do pass sideways. It reminded a lot of when Sari was there. It's very similar. Now, to defend Tuchel a little bit, who also does look a little bit like a psycho of some kind. He looks yeah, like a murderer. Yeah. Like, he's got this cold... Serial killer. Chiller thing yeah. about him. I'm just like, oh, God, he scares <laughs> yeah, the shit I out of me. I can buy this. Yeah. Um, but they're... He's come into a new team and gone, defence bad, I'll make the defence good. So he's done that. So good on him. He's sorted that out. But he has to do something else now. But and haven't they... Chelsea already done that once this year? <laughs> like <laughs> Chelsea were conceding lots of goals. Then Lampard goes, right, I'll fix the defence. Then he fixed the defence. And then the attack, attack. stopped functioning. And then he's like, oh, I better attack. And then... Lost lots of games and got lost fired. Lost lots of games and got fired. And now they've gone... Oh, defence again. Yeah. Fix the defence. Well, they, they played Atletico Madrid in the Champions League last week Got and good won. Result. Yeah. And to win away from home, although in a strange, not in their home, um, is an amazing result. I think you can see what Tuchel's doing and you can see that he's got a plan, but I don't think we're going to be watching one of the most exciting teams in the Premier League over the next two or three years. We're going to watch a very pragmatic team that has a few star players up front that will get a goal or two. And that's about it. But isn't that a shame? Oh, definitely. And, and, yeah. and I, I, I mean that because, and I don't. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be fucked off by it, right? Because the last year we have watched, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Frank Lampard is great at his old job. Yeah. He wasn't. He's bad. Bad, yeah. bad, 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 bad. <laughs> bad manager. Yeah. Not very good. Bad. Yeah. But what we saw last year, we all sat here. We were on record saying it's exciting to watch. We're enjoying watching mm. Chelsea. We're looking forward to watching Chelsea. The young players and come through. Exactly right. We're, we're seeing the Hudson Adoys and the Tammy Abrahams and the Mason Mounts and the... I mean, there's only one Mason Mount. There's only one, I, mean, I don't know why I pluralised them. But we're seeing those players <laughs> yeah. play first-team football every week. And yes, they were making mistakes every now and then, but it was exciting to watch. Loving it. Lo- like I haven't loved watching Chelsea yeah. in a very long time. No, Totally. Yes, manager was limited and he couldn't do what he needed to do with new players, etc., etc. So they've replaced him with a manager who's taken all of that love for the game out and he's replaced it with pragmatism and, and seven at the back. He could have named nine subs. He didn't. And he left Tammy Abraham off the bench. And I think that's a real concern, purely selfishly from an English football fan's point of view, Going so wait a minute he didn't even name a full bench he didn't name a no. full bench and left Tammy Abraham off the bench I think he's a psycho what do you think <laughs> if you're Tammy Abraham well yeah. exactly if you're Tammy Abraham sat there going just let me turn up and sit on the bench uh, and you might need a goal at the end or whatever but that's a huge kind of confidence just wiping away going I yeah. have no faith in you as a player for a player that to me needs to play 
mm. and needs the confidence. Yeah, and, and look, when it works, right, if he wins the league doing that to players, the players will buy into his methods, right? But if he doesn't, and if he stagnates, and if he's playing boring football, people will soon fall, Very out, quickly. fall out of love with him and his methods. I think he might be a psychopath. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Well, that's what John said. No, no, I don't just think he looks like one. I think he sometimes acts irrationally like a complete psychopath. I, I think, you know, being so... No, 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 no. I'm allowed an opinion, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that some of the decisions he's made so far are mental. Who did he and hang out to dry Hudson last Adoy. week? Hudson he, 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 he what, subbed him on, then subbed him off 23 again in the minutes same game. Yeah. And a uh, 30-something minute. And he took him off at half-time in this game. Exactly. Took him off at half-time, but then he starts him in the athletic game he is fucking with that kid is he mind. a wing back too I'm not sure he's no, a wing back no like, but the oh, argument is, it's the same argument where's Rhys James he came on at half time because I argue he yeah. is could be a wing back but the argument is that you know when he has space to run into like we were talking about Alex Wobie a few weeks ago when they have space to run into he's, he's probably better mm. or, and um uh, who else we were talking about for Man United who, is, who has exactly this uh, Lingard we're saying Lingard <laughs> little Lingard anyway yeah. I think he's a psycho I think that he is doing things to the minds of players for the fuck of it there is no reason no logical reason why you would not put another sub on when you're allowed just to not have this to yeah. not yeah. have this conversation to not have the argument to not affect his confidence just put him on the fucking bench even if you're not going to play him just sit him there it's embarrassing it's embarrassing for the kid it's embarrassing for his mum it's embarrassing for everyone and, and it, when it works it's fine but you're a psycho and you don't care I, so I, yeah, lacked... I can't see what, where's the benefit to the no, decision no, is it trying to give him a kick up the arse because he doesn't strike me as that sort of player that would necessarily Neither. respond no, he's to enthusiastic that enthusiastic and yeah, he's just, got all the energy in the world I think I he's, he's an arm around the shoulders type he's a, he needs encouragement he doesn't mm. and I think if he's misreading his players that badly like that's not a good sign. if you're Tammy Abraham though I was thinking about this after this game and Tammy Abraham is a proven Premier League striker who can score goals for a top six team so if you're Leicester or you're Everton or you're West Ham and you're going we will need a striker like Leicester he would be perfect oh he's better than Ian Nacho isn't he yeah and yeah. replacement Vardy's getting older and getting injured more often like if I'm Tammy Abraham I'm straight away going after that right end of the season I'm out of here I'm going to want to go and yeah, go and com- start com- every week. Completely agree. And 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 Tommy Tommy Tuchel in his last few managerial Tommy, Tommy his last few managerial jobs, he's he's had the reason why he's left the jobs because he's had rows with senior leadership. Yeah, which is a certain sense of arrogance that you know, where you're a club like PSV, PSG, PSG. Sorry, the the, the leadership they're not just football owners; they are like world-renowned scum bigwigs, <laughs> you know? Do you know what I mean? Describe how you like, but you know what I mean? Those those guys yeah. are not just, they don't give a shit. Super yeah. villains. Yeah, yes. they are super villains. <laughs> so, so for him, to, he's a psychopath. He's gone up to them and he's spat in their face and he's gone, well, sack me. And they go, well, see you, mate. Like, we, we don't care about you. You are... You are Bubble gum on my shoes, yeah. and and but he still does that. So he's come to Chelsea and he's got Abramovich, and he and he's he is that man. So I, I think that he's he's bloody two frogs short of a pond. Yeah. Um. On the well, uh, did Chelsea make top four? Oh well, uh, maybe. But before we get onto that, <laughs> before we talk about football <laughs> rather than psychopaths. <laughs> But I want no. I want, the big incident in the game was the handball, the penalty. So was it really a big incident? Though? No. Well, no, because I'm glad you said that because I I watched it and when if Man United get a penalty for this and we win the game because of that penalty, I'm gonna just hate this because really because you've had that for so many years, John. No, we get so enough penalties. Many years. <laughs> we get loads. It's like another dodgy Man United penalty. Um, but it's just it was a really underwhelming. It was, Awful game, crap to watch, and then the one incident is where it scrapes the nail of Hudson Odoi, yeah. and then it's all anyone's talked about for three weeks after. Almost makes it even worse. Which makes it worse because yeah. it means that nothing happened, and I just don't want that to be a but penalty. That is a mirror to how good the game of football was. Yeah. If, yeah. if the if the most exciting thing is Hudson Odoi's fingernail, then life is not very. It's probably good. why Ollie's also been jumping on it and moaning so much is because it stops him from having to answer questions about United. Uh, not winning a game against the yes. the big six this year. So. Um, but on Chelsea, will they get to the top four? Yeah, I think they will. 
I think uh, Tuchel has pragmatic, as I said, and I think he'll find a way. I don't think West Ham are going to stay in the top four. I'd quite like to see them stay in the top four because it's a great story. And I have a horrible feeling Leicester are fading rapidly. And so I think Chelsea are just going to win 1-0, draw 0-0 and scroll their way in. Scroll. Yeah, scroll. come on, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean crawl? Scrounge and crawl. Yes. No, no, top four is, it chooses itself. Obviously, it's City, United, Everton, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> and a very happy season for Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's move on to Leicester um, because they lost 3 1 to Arsenal. And like I said, Leicester seem to be hitting a wall right now. They have 7 million injuries. Um, but Arsenal, are they back or is this another? I feel like there's a new dawn of Arsenal every week. Like, oh no, maybe Arteta's got it right this time and they're back. Or and Newell said in his email, and he's an Arsenal fan. Arteta doesn't know what he's doing. Is he I, sorting I, it out? Well, I, I don't know. Not necessarily on the evidence of this game. I thought Leicester played quite well and mm. obviously went one nil up early and probably should have good goal um, by Tillemans should have yeah I mean but it was also like Arsenal just let him run run yeah. run run oh I'll have, I'll have a shot yeah. oh a goal it was one of those we're like come on someone yeah. come on lads like, <laughs> someone, do like it wasn't yeah. sprinting it was kind of like a sort of three quarter pace yeah. trawl like a battleship all the way to the into the box and then he you know it's a good finish but I I mean what would I say about Arsenal in this game I'd say that um, it, I thought it was a quite a good set piece for David Luiz's goal yeah that was quite nice um, every time I watch Tierney play he's brilliant I'm like he's a I, I didn't I knew he was going to be good but I wasn't aware that he was going to be quite as good as he is and like he's a leader He's mm. now the leader in that team, yeah. I think. And he, it, more often than not, he is the player that um, sort of pushes them on. Can you build and, your team around a left back? Well, Liverpool, did you say Liverpool built the yeah, team? Yeah, true. Did you see, uh, talking of Tierney, did you see the footage of um, the Arsenal Benfica game two weeks ago? No, in the Europa League. In the Europa League, right? Yeah. So, so no stadiums. I think that was the one where the pizza boy came. Anyway, oh, like, yes. no, no fans. He could hear him. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting to a point. Where no, I'm just like, no stadiums. The, no stadiums, so you can't hear fans. So, right. No fans in the stadium, so you can hear everything they say. And you hear, um, you hear Tini yelling at a Ben Bigger player, going, "Get up, you diving cunt!" <laughs> <laughs> in, his, in his thick Glaswegian yeah. accent, oh, yes. and you're like. Yes, <laughs> this kid. Oh, you've got. But he looks so innocent. As yeah, well, you've got so a gem like, in this kid. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Love him to bits. And so, I, I mean, I and I think um, Lacazette's Spears. He's been injured a bit. He hasn't been playing as much recently. But yeah. um, he obviously got. Um, he got the penalty. Got the penalty. Um, was it a penalty? Ugh, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't actually mind that they're giving Arteta. Time. time. I think we said that, you know, if they got rid of him, what else would they do? And I do think that Arsenal have some really good young players coming through that it kind of makes sense. Well, do you have a manager in for the long haul and try and, um, you know, bring those players through with, with the manager? Um, but I think he's got to do it next season, hasn't it? Like this season, obviously, they it yeah. feels like they're putting, they got through against Benfica in the last minute or the last two or three minutes, and so the next round of the Europa League, and if they win that, Champions League, brilliant, and they could win that feasibly, so they're going to put all their eggs in that basket, but next year, Arteta has to have them push in top four, or he's gone. Yeah, I mean, they're 10th. And you, I mean, you, 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 well, you sort of put rated their squad, we talked about this last week, you rated their squad a bit higher, whereas Jeff, Jeff's thought was that maybe 10th is where they belong. Is where they're at, and I think, I mean, I think it would be very hard to mount an argument that they've played better football this season than any of the teams above them. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's because of the, the manager and the, and the coach or whether that's because of the quality of the players. I reckon they played better football than Spurs. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you, John. I mean, th this game was interesting because they started Smith-Rowe and yeah. he does change the way they play football. He He is far more... Jeez, if nothing else, he's far more enthusiastic. He's, he's got he's got more energy to him in, in the middle of the park. Makes a big difference. But their, their defence is really lacking. Um, you know, having Cedric 
David Luiz. If it wasn't for Tierney, I, I'd look at the whole back line and have and question marks. started over. with um, Pablo Mari as well. Yeah, He's done well, nothing. second week in a row that, yeah. that, that Mari started. I, I think that's, that's, that's really strange. But they still persist with playing Zaka and Elneny as two defensive midfielders. And I just don't... And I don't think either of them's good enough. They, they, wouldn't be good, they wouldn't be good enough even if they were on their own as defensive It's like, because they're, they're lacking, they have to play both of them. And when you play both of them... But the, the thing is, Arsenal won this game. They beat Leicester, and Leicester are a good side in good form, and we probably need to give kudos to that. It's yeah. a great victory. Away from home it's, it's as away, well. Yeah, away from home. Um, it, what is interesting is the, the way Arteta, Arteta plays football. So what, what Neil said in the beginning, it doesn't know what he's doing. It, it certainly appears that way. <laughs> but, you know, what Arteta is trying to do, in my opinion, what he's trying to do is a very Pep-style football. Mm. And I don't want to be just stating the obvious that that's where he'd learn how to be a football coach. Yeah. But, you know, his, his time at Arsenal under Wenger and then his time at Man City learning from Pep, there is a very similar kind of uh, a short pass game that you know that you're playing it for bylines and you're cutting it back and that's what you're trying to do and that's that's your end game is to make yeah. it as easy as possible for the final kick to get in the goal no matter what it takes to get there and you're or you have, spadge it in the top corner or you spadge it in the top corner but you know Pep's learned how to do that with this or, the, or pardon me the difference is Pep has players that can do that mm. yes. so what we're seeing is, our, is Arteta try to play the style of football that Wenger did so well with limited players I'd say at some points but Wenger did so well Pep does immaculately but with exceptional footballers Arteta has middle of the road to to good yeah. footballers he has a or I mean, promising footballers promising some excellent don't get wrong yeah. he has some excellent players in that side but the average is less than the teams that he's competing with but he's trying to play a football that requires phenomenal footballers and because of that when it goes wrong it just looks like poor decision making yeah no totally um, on Leicester can they hold on? I'm really scared. I'm getting a little bit sad that they're not going to make it. It'll be it. the same as last yeah. year. And um, their last four games of the season, I think they have the two Manchester teams and um, Liverpool within that last four. And you can just see it all going wrong. And I don't want it to go wrong. Do you know, I've got a, a, a mate at work who's a, a big Spurs fan. Mm. And um, he really doesn't like Leicester. How can you not like Leicester? Because he thinks that Leicester cheated Spurs and won the league when that season when oh. it should have, should have been Spurs. And I love it because it's kind of it's yeah. like it's it's kind of such a Spurs thing. Like <laughs> yes. you know that should have been our season when we had the success, and it was kind of the same for Arsenal. Like I think yeah. even more so that Arsenal season was an indictment on yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. It was like the seas parted, yeah. and Arsenal had a clear run, and they just fell over themselves. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, look, I it made me really sad last year when Leicester didn't make it, mm. particularly watching them in the last game it against, against Man United. United. Yeah, and they just look so tired. Um, I think they can do it. I, I mean, I, they were sort of they'd got back to a bit of form before this game, and they've said hitting the wall. But um, they've lost two in a row, and they they play tomorrow morning against Burnley away, which is possibly the worst game to have when you're on a bad run because they're just going to come and hoof it and kick you and they've not got Madison, they've not got Vardy. I think indeed he's got injured now. So Harvey, Harvey Barnes is injured. Harvey Barnes is out for a while. They, yeah. they, they've, I mean, they've had a real issue this year with getting their best 11 on the park. Like yeah. I think it's, well, it's not happened. It's, I don't sort, think yeah, it's, happened, it's kind yeah. of a credit to them that they're where they are with all the... I mean, we talk about Liverpool, but you could argue that Leicester have had I mean, we mentioned this last week. Leicester have arguably had, you know, more, more injuries, yeah. yeah, and key players. Um, and then you're right, Jeff. I don't know if there is a game this season when you, they have had what you would consider to be their best eleven at the same time. So they've always had at least yeah. one player out. And I, I think if that continues to be the scenario. As it, it also happened last year, they'll struggle to make the top four because that second tier down just aren't as good. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Spurs because Gareth Bale is the best player in the world. Oh, God. So he's now back. He scored two goals against a Burnley team that didn't give a shit about this game. And now he's the greatest player in the world. World class. World mm. class. We're seeing it now back in the Premier League. World class Gareth Bale. Was it, it was a good finish. To, um, to I, no, Jeff, I think you made a very good point on WhatsApp this week about 
Gareth Bale versus Harvey Barnes. So do you want to expand yeah, on? Yeah, okay. Oh, so okay. I'm, being, I'm being a bit facetious here, you know, about him being world-class. Obviously, we all know that Gareth Bale has been very good at football. Yeah. I know yeah, that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Like, I've yeah. enjoyed watching him play. But the, the, the kid has a good game. And the headlines across the globe are... Bale's back. Bale's back. Galactico. Like, it is extreme how we've jumped from... Bale's passed it to Bale is world class again and just what a gift to the Premier League Gareth Bale is isn't it amazing to see him look at that wonder the left foot <laughs> oh it makes me jizz in my pants and, and, and the thing is how many how many good players or players that don't have that baggage that has brought with them who have had better games than Gareth Bale consistently I don't look at Harvey Barnes when was the last time you saw a headline saying Harvey Barnes world class we're mm. so gifted to watch him every week but I'd argue that Harvey Barnes this year has been a phenomenal footballer and, and he has done things that I think are excellent and he has had better games than Gareth Bale had one good game yeah. yeah, Gareth Bale is a gift from God and Harvey Barnes is ignored and people wouldn't recognise him in a lineup. And but, but that's I mean that's just the way of the world, isn't it? Like I don't necessarily think it's it, it, it's right, but he is. We all sort of cling to what he was. It's kind of our natural inclination as as humans. I think that we, especially because we haven't seen him, so there's still a little bit in everyone, even people that are doubters and don't like Gareth Bale. Everyone still remembers what he was when he was really good, and are still kind of hoping that he will get back to that and so when there's like a you know a glimmer a glimmer then of course there's like all of a sudden this groundswell of oh this could be it it might be and it doesn't matter whether they're Spurs fans or Bale fans but it's just because like he was let's be you know I agree with you I think he's not clearly not the same player that we remember but there was a point when he was right right in that top Bracket. He was the yeah, one like the when he first world, yeah. went over. He was the one below Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, he was, like... and, and you know he was a legitimate Galactico. Yeah. you could say, um, and and that's unusual for a, a, a British player. And so Not I... that he's British. He's British now. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Welsh. He's British. Or Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I do think there's in the a... summer he'll be Welsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I do think that there's an there is an element of that. You know that we kind of all we kind of cling to that a bit. And so I can, and you know, in the media that are looking for anything at the moment because the football's a bit crap. Yeah, boring the, week. Yeah. The Gareth Bale backstory is great, whereas Harvey Barnes has had a great game again. Just won't sort of won't grab headlines. People, won't, won't sell know, papers. And I, like I want to, I want to footnote. I, I don't dislike Gareth Bale. In fact, I've loved no, watching yeah. him play football for the last decade. It's been great. Even when he was back at his heyday against Everton, I loved watching him play. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was brilliant. I just. I just get frustrated by all this because you know, just like we say players are allowed to get better players are allowed to get worse too yeah. and Gareth Bale still has it in his locker but he's he's a worse player well I think Definitely. the thing is like what he he still showed that he's a very good player in this game there was a brilliant pass over the top for Kane yeah. it was obviously a, a very clinical finish it that was, was nice such a Kane he... finish by the way that ball is just no one else in the league just gets the ball, looks up and goes, oh the goal's over there I'll shoot Bash. oh, oh yeah. it's gone in and the goal ma- and makes it look so easy yeah. Yeah. who did yeah. it remind you of? Harry Kane Alan Shearer Alan Shearer yeah, absolutely right yeah. as soon as I saw it I'm like cause just like you John I'm like hey, how did he even see the window where he's like if I hit it hard enough it will go in anywhere yeah. it's like who I'm, cares I'm just gonna smash this but it also makes you realise how good Harry Kane is cause to me he can do all the Shearer things that Shearer did maybe some of them not quite so well but he can do most of the things that Shearer did mm. but he can also do some of the things that Teddy Sheringham did. I was going to say he's the, just like Shearer and Sheringham. That's exactly right. Um, and I and I think you know perhaps we'll continue to underestimate him until he beats Shearer's record. I love that right. He is go. he is the incarnation but, but of both I, of them. You know, clearly Gareth Bale's still a good player. He's got a great left foot, but I think he is one of these players where he had all those things, but the thing that made him that little bit special was his super acceleration and his pace. Yes. If you think of the classic Gareth Bale moments, most of them involve him running with Hoof the ball run. really, really fast. <laughs> and then being composed right? at the end. And then yeah. being composed at the end, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, or even not, because he doesn't need to, because he's so fast that he <laughs> yeah. can just kind of... Make it up. Make it up. Yeah. But, uh, and he hasn't got that now. Yeah. So I just... He can still be a good footballer, but he's never going to be... 
um, a great football. No, he's never going to just hoof it past the fullback and go, I'm going to beat and, you over 100 metres. And the lot of that's not saying he wasn't a great footballer. He yeah. was. Yeah. But you're saying he can ne- he's never going to be a great footballer doesn't mean that he'll never achieve the heights. He's already achieved the heights. Yeah. He's just on his way down. Let, let it go. Um, on Spurs... Yeah, I was going to say, we uh, uh, writing them off, but... Well, no, yeah, I, yes, I am writing them off. But what I was going to say on Spurs is they played Burnley... And they played Bale and they played Son and they played Kane and they played Mora in the number 10 and they attacked and they were quite good and good to watch. Do it every week, Jose. Just do it every... Like, why the fuck not? He does this when he knows his job's at risk. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he does. That's exactly what he does. He goes, look, I'm dynamic. Look at me go. Watch, I'm playing everyone. Everyone. And they've got uh, Fulham away and Crystal Palace at home for the next two games. So he'll probably win both of those 4-0 and be like, oh, look how good they, I they've am. They've actually got a decent run. So, I mean, I they're, they're, a bit, they're similar to United in that their record against the... When they've lost games. So they, well, they'd lost five out of six. Yeah. But most of those were against... You know, they lost against Liverpool. They lost against City. They lost against West Ham. They lost against... Leicester yeah so you know these are all the other teams at the top who they're probably not as good as um but they continue if, now they've played all those teams if they now have their good run and they win all those games we've seen that consistency this year is tough I think they could still challenge for the for and the then top what four. are they six points off top four they're not far behind and they have a game in hand which yeah. is against Villa um so they could still do it on Villa I wanted to bring up Villa actually yep because Villa are quietly going under the radar because they've played two games less than everyone else. And so they're sat in ninth. But if they win their two games, they're on the same points as West Ham. I feel like we've been saying this all season. We have. Villa win their games. (laughs) It's because they've got to play Man City and Everton, I think, are their games in hand, or Spurs. Um, And... But they're quietly going under the radar. They won 1-0 against Leeds this week, which beating Leeds away from home... At least been good recently. The leads have been very good. To get that win is really good. And I just feel like there's And El Ghazi is like looks like a good player. Yeah, and Grealish is injured (laughs) and El Ghazi has stepped up. And I just like I think Villa deserve a little bit more coverage than they're getting. And if they had won the two games in hand that they have and were sat in fourth we talk about West Ham a lot we'd be talking about Aston Villa all the time so I think they're just quietly going about their business and if you're a Villa fan or player I'd love the fact that I've got two games in hand because no one's mentioning us or talking about us and no one cares about Villa but right now they're in a great spot but then also there's something about being a football fan that you love it when your team does well because people come up and talk to you about it. Do you know? <laughs> and especially, sorry, but it's, well, let's be yeah, honest, man, especially yeah. if you're an Aston Villa fan or, or a Leeds fan or a West Ham fan. Like West Ham fans right now are absolutely buzzing because every time anyone speaks to them and they say, I oh, support West Ham, oh, it's a good year, isn't it? And you're suddenly, you're on a, on a <laughs> you get your shoulders back. You sound you, so you much like an Edmund fan. Exactly right. right you know? <laughs> so then, then there's something... Um, you probably feel like you're being robbed of it a little bit as a Villa fan. So like, this is our best year in a long time. And no one's saying shit all about it. And actually, come on, we've got two games in hand. Look what we can achieve. I still think it. I'm like, if we win our game in hand, we're top four. No one gives a shit about Everton. Everton is seventh. Everton yeah, can be same. seventh every week. <laughs> but it, that, so you kind of feel like if as a Villa fan, you might be a bit aggrieved by it. You might want to just have a good conversation every now and then. It's, um, uh, but I mean, we all had them going down this year. Yep. Like, let's not think they absolutely scraped up by the. I had Dean Smith being first manager fired. Skin of their teeth going last down. year. I mean, yes, they improved defensively, but I mean, it, it is a massive credit Do you know, to him and, um, and the players. Away from home this season, they've had eight clean sheets away from home. Wow. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that's a, the John Terry effect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think John Terry's just sat there going, Come on, too cool. Fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think Tyrone Mings is very good. I think the goalkeeper's been an excellent signing. Yeah. Um, Martinez. Knew, but yeah, I think he's he's been been a really decent keeper. Um, let's go to the very top of the league, where Man City they won this morning against Wolves to mean that they've gone to twenty one wins in all competitions, which is crazy. Um, in the Man City Wolves game this morning, 
eight Portuguese players started. The most it's a in- record, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they wore their Portugal kit just to honour yeah. it. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and then at the weekend, they beat West Ham, who are in a great form. But I think West Ham put a good Yeah, West fight Ham in. played really well. They played yeah. really well and they attacked Man City. They didn't just sit there and hope. They created chances. They had a few good chances and they could have got something out of it. Yeah, but when Man City don't score goals the way they want to score goals, both their centre-backs score. Like, I know. They've, yeah. got, yeah. they've got everything you can, yeah. you what can possibly Stone's want. Stone's fourth goal this season? At and least two of them, others of them have been winners too. Like, that's... And Man City have had 19 different players score in the league for them, which is the most of any squad, which is crazy. Would you say John Stones is the most improved player this year? Oh, I, yeah, he'd be up there. I think. Well, no, I, most improved. Like, I don't know because I, I genuinely think there is a really, really, really good footballer there. But he I peaked mean, in like 2018, and then he had, went at a massive yeah, trough. Wouldn't couldn't even get in the team. And Did he have was, a trough though, or was it just that he wasn't playing? Well, well I mean, those two things coincide. If he was, if yeah. he was on his game, he'd get a game. And he well, also had not, a lot of not um, with Pep because Pep just has no idea about centre backs. But he also had a lot mm. of. Um, personal issues and home issues I don't know what they are but he kind of came out and said I had a load of shit going on in the last year um, and that sorted itself out whatever that is so he's got himself together and I think he's improved massively in the last and he looks like you know I would say when he he said Pete's in 2018 and I mean I guess you mean the World Cup, Cup yeah and he looked like a leader um, and he wasn't making mistakes and he was doing I mean he's kind of doing the same things now he's like you know a couple of decent finishes from him in the last yeah, few weeks yeah, yeah. and so he's doing those flash, time too, flashy yeah. things but he's also defending but I just he's doing those same things looks like a leader he's defending really solidly he's playing well with Diaz or whether Laporte comes yeah. in um, but it is a bit <sighs> it's a bit of a sign it's a sign though isn't it of a championship winning side that when they're not scoring two centre-backs turn exactly. up yeah. Right, yeah. and go oh we'll get the goals for you don't worry but, so I want to talk a bit about um or just bring it up, Man City's bench in this West Ham game. Oh, yes. So, you know, Man City had £500 million worth of players on their bench. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. £500 million. So, Sterling, Jesus, Laporte, Rodri, Silva, Mendy, Cancelo on their bench. And they had Foden on the bench. He's free. Like, I, I just... I, <laughs> You know, when we just remove ourselves and come down from Mars and go, okay, well, who's 15 points? 15 points? Yeah, who's 15 points clear at the top of the Premier League? Okay, who are they? Right, let's do a bit of digging. Oh, okay, they can have a bench worth 500 million pounds. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we get so involved in this game and, and yet there are some just fundamentals that if you're able to spend that much money on your whole squad we've said it about Leicester we say it about Liverpool mm. they do not have the cover to maintain their push because when they get that many injuries there's no plan B or plan C Man City can do whatever the fuck they want and they are all coached and trained in the same way that they are interchangeable uh, me and John had exactly this conversation uh, this week and yeah I mean it's kind of like Oh yeah, it's obvious. Like why didn't it, but it, it is ridiculous. And we talk about like Liverpool were on such a roll that you kind of you know got caught up in that invincibility, you know, aspect of it, but really it was based on a core team. I mean, yes, they rotated in certain positions well, but with Man City it is ridiculous. Like they they have that many 50 million pound substitutes that is is it, it's just not fair. Um, do you think they can win everything this year so they can do all four? No, I don't no. think they're destined to not win the Champions League because that's what they really want to win. I have a theory they're going to win all four. I don't think I said this to you guys on WhatsApp. They're going to win all four and everyone's going to go, oh, they're brilliant. And then they sign Messi and everyone's going to go, oh, they've signed the best player. And it's all going to go wrong because they'll go, oh, where do we fit Messi in the side? And then, oh, what do we do? And where do we play everyone? And then they come sixth next year and it'll be brilliant. Football doesn't last forever, right? These things happen in cycles. I hope you're right, John. I hope it all falls apart. But But when you've got that much money and that much of a start and you can bloody cheat the fair play. But, you you know, Man City have had that much money and that much of a start for a long time and they've not been this dominant this whole period of time. Well, they have. They won the league twice in a row for the first time in... Yeah, but they've However had this much long. money for a decade. Yeah, they haven't been as dominant they, they, as they, they just could haven't be. had Pep Guardiola yeah. for a decade. Yes. And yeah. Manchester United were this dominant 
during their during mm. the nineties and and yeah. early noughties, and we just took that as normal. And they did the equivalent. United's bench wasn't worth five hundred million pounds, but it was the equivalent of the best players you could possibly we would, get. We'd always just go out and go, oh, who was top scorer last year? Oh, Andy Cole. We'll it, buy him. Exactly right. Van Persie. Yeah. We'll buy him. Hundred percent. And when you got like Vidic and Ferdinand, but Heinz on the on the, you know, yeah. you're like, yeah. it's it's the same. It just hasn't got. It's got a different value next to it, and the same type of coach gets the best out of those players. So, so we go through these cycles in football. So I'm not football's not dead. Man City haven't killed it, but I hope they're. Their their palace crumbles soon because I'm pretty sick of it. But they, and, and I mean you're right, like they they won four one this morning and the goals were all so boring. Um, <laughs> cut back, cut like, back, cut good, back. yeah. But and like even Mares is playing well, and I'm like, oh god, Jeff. Even Jeff's whipping boy is, <laughs> has been playing really yeah, well recently. He does the same thing. He does every it time. I can't believe <laughs> any Premier League defender does not. No, that he is going left to foot, take, left foot, left, left foot. foot. Even <laughs> he takes a second and third touch on his left foot to try and create that space. He's just shimmies left, left, yeah. left. Oh, and left, then goes left, more left, left, yeah. left, left, left. Yeah. Oh, I've got a spot now. It's like come on. Yeah. It's the same as Robin though. He built a whole career out of it. Just yeah, keep going left. Exactly right. Yeah. Slightly different way of doing it though. I suppose he did it at pace, pace. whereas Mares is literally like a standing start jink, 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 they are very good. And it's interesting as we talked. I think maybe we have to give Pep some credit in that there has been a bit of a change this year. That they've got their press back. There's been yeah, um, which they perhaps lost a bit last season. Um, and that's you know one of the goals this morning. You really saw that in, in, in action. And then I also think um, I've been really impressed with Cancelo recently and. Um, uh, I think it was at the, was it in the West Ham game? Did he get two assists? But he's um, he's looking really good. He's looking really good. Like his another all of a sudden it's another avenue to goal because he can um, really cross the ball on either foot. He could so he can mm. go outside. He can come inside and put in a great cross on his right foot. And you know he can go past the um, whoever's playing in front of him. And I, I just uh, he doesn't even have to start though. Then you got Zinchenko comes in and plays well. I, Man City, Man United derby this weekend. Predictions? City, 7 0. <laughs> I can see. Wait, isn't it like, do I say 14? <laughs> no, I'll go for 7. Probably 0 0 with United. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah, 0 0. 0 0 or 1 0. Which is grim. But yeah. I mean, just yeah, surely there's a bit. If I was like someone in the Man United hierarchy, I would just go and put that bit of paper under Ollie's nose yeah. and say, you know, just go and do, just some, try do something. something different. But, Whatever you're doing, not really did, working. He did once and considered six. Lost six, yeah. yeah. And that might happen but, again. But I mean, I, yeah, look, I think the season's gone. I think we'll all accept that. But I, yeah, I just think it's one of those beautiful things that they really want that Champions League. And they're never going to get it. it's never going to get it. Yeah. Um, let's go to the bottom of the league. Um, Fulham and Brighton are playing pretty well at the moment, but not actually getting results or scoring goals. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, Brighton non No, 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 no. Apart from... Sorry, I'm jumping on Roger. I don't want to talk about it. Apart from... My only point would be, isn't it nice to see just genuine human referee error instead of a VAR conversation? Yes. It's nice to know that just refs can be dickheads on their own without... Um, Making a without, mistake. Without going yes. to the telly. Even though he went to the telly, but I think he, he was just panicked at that point because yeah. he looked like a dickhead. Anyway, I, yeah. I want to... But I think, he's a crap referee. Yeah, and I think he's injured this week. He's having a oh, why, <laughs> why I don't understand that. Like in that, to me, in that, this is the Lewis Dunk free kick. For yeah, Brighton, in that in that incident, what he could have done, like yes, to the letter of the law, he blew his whistle second time, so the game should have stopped. Yeah, but he yeah. shouldn't have blown the whistle. But he you did. Right. He made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. Uh, he panicked. He blew his whistle, and so that's the rules the game should stop however him blowing the whistle had no effect on the result yeah, because the, the ball was, the ball in the was, air, was, was already going to yeah. go in the net and it didn't affect anything so to me you just give that goal you yeah. go yeah, I'm really sorry everyone I made a mistake I blew my whistle yeah. I didn't mean to but actually I've looked at it and did, it doesn't affect did, did, the game yeah, at did all. the players stop because no, I blew, no. so you Girl are making a decision air, yeah. purely because it says in rule whatever that you know if you blow the whistle a second time and decision the game should stop yeah but I just think there has to be an element of common sense and a good referee would go 
you know what? There was a brilliant one um, this week. An um, uh, an umpire, a um, a cricket umpire, overruled um, himself. Did you see this? No, I haven't seen this. So he gave a and um, I realise I'm switching sports here, but he gave a guy out caught behind. Yeah. And then straight away, he suddenly realised, like, oh, shit, he wasn't anywhere near that. I've got this completely wrong. There was an appeal, but he's yeah. obviously hit the ground or something, yeah. and it just clearly wasn't out. Yeah. But in the spur of the moment, he, he stuck, his finger, stuck up, his finger up. But then almost immediately, he's gone, actually, no, no. I don't mean that, and I'm going to reverse my decision and you're not out. And in like the bowlers come out and said, no problem with it. Yeah, because... People make mistakes. He made a mistake and he's just corrected it. And I think the only... I don't have any issue that Lee Mason made a mistake. The only issue I have is that his reaction... The 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 five minutes afterwards where everything's just... When he had time to to collect himself and then make a conscious decision. And the one he's gone with, to me, is why there's so much controversy. Because he's essentially ruled out a goal... Because he blew the whistle. Letter of the law messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to talk about the, the two teams you just mentioned. So it's yep. Brighton yep. and Fulham. I'd argue that Brighton and Fulham are playing very, very good football. Yeah, and I agree. probably better football than those that are sitting above them. Um, not every team that's sitting above them because they, they're quite south on the league. But, yes. but when you look at a team like Newcastle. Burnley, Newcastle, <laughs> Palace. Southampton at the moment. Southampton. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I, I look at the way. Um, Fulham play right. We'll cross. We'll talk about these two teams as one because I think that they're both the same ethos. And football. Yeah. Fulham are excellent, and they're in the bottom three. Now they have drawn eleven games this season. Jesus, it's too eleven many. games. So that's, that's eleven games out of the twenty-six that they've played. So that's nearly half their games they've drawn. Yeah. But you look at their losses. They've lost the same amount of games as Arsenal. Wow. They've lost fewer games than Leeds. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and and you look at Leeds and Arsenal being in tenth and eleventh. So when you're a manager and and you come off the back of a loss, you you still give when you're a team in the bottom three, whatever a point's a point, right? You, you tap on the back, mm. you go, okay, right, we're we're building something here. We're unbeaten in five games. You know, momentum's on our side. You still only got five points, and I think that they something has to give there because I, I watch the way they play and it's really really good. And I watch Loftus Cheek and and and. You know, Bigfoot Lookman just just doing <laughs> doing really really good things to to like put pie in my face. I I think they're excellent, and I would feel so sad if they went down they, playing the way they play. They just got to score a goal, and Brighton have the same problem. Like Brighton had obviously oh, Brighton, the, Brighton just need a striker. Two penalties though. Two penalties. Like you can't hit the bar for two penalties in a game. Yeah. Like. Just kick the ball in the net. Well, but hits. Remember, Fulham missed three. Right. Penal- remember, Fulham at the beginning of the season missed three penalties in a row in, yeah. in, th- in yeah. three different games. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Those margins make such a difference. But the the thing that will kill me is if those two teams get sucked into it, and if Fulham go down or if Brighton go down, and I look at the teams that survive, and West Brom and Newcastle survive. Exactly right. Yeah. Or even, yeah. as I said, even even Palace and and Burnley. Yeah, and I think. Well, what kind of message is that sending to football? Because Fulham and Brighton are doing it the right way. In my opinion, they're doing yeah. it the right way. And teams are surviving good to for watch. years yeah. without it. And they're not doing it like Bournemouth. You know, I used to look at Bournemouth and go, You're, you think you are something you are not. Yeah. But when I look at Fulham, they know who they are and they play to their strengths. They're just drawing so many games. But I mean, I think, like Brighton dominated this game. Like As well as missing the two penalties, they also missed multiple other chances. I just... I don't. I don't think. I know you quite like Morpé, but I don't think he's quite clinical enough. Conley's yeah. definitely not. You know, no, well, I don't rate Conley at Welbeck's all. Welbeck's been around a long time. To me, they play all this nice football. You know, going up to the box and create the chances. They literally just don't have anyone to put it in the net. Brighton should sign Tammy Abraham. Brighton should sign Tammy Abraham. But the, 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 <laughs> how many? How many good strikers are sitting on the bench of other clubs who would rescue those teams? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I mean, Fulham got Josh Madger in, and um. I think we all want to see him do well. He scored a couple in his first game, yeah, didn't only he? from watching um, the Sunderland, Sunderland Doco. against Everton, yeah. Um, but I look, I I don't think that they can both survive. I really want them to, but I think we'll yeah. be looking at. I don't think both of them will go down, but I've just got a f- horrible feeling that one will. Though Newcastle, interestingly, St. Maximan, I just saw, is and out and Almiron are both out for a considerable period. And Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson's already out. No, I didn't see any of this. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's. So I think they're relying on Andy Carroll and Joe Linton. So sorry, what's happened to Saint Maximan? I thought he's only just come back out six weeks or something. Yeah. Oh God, they are fucked. (laughs) 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 So yeah, Newcastle might be in it, and I mean Fulham. uh, They've got better goal difference. They're one win. You know, we say that. I agree with you. I think it's it's so hard because you you feel like you can never be critical of a team that is getting a point. The trouble is. If all you get you've, got, you've got to draw your away games yeah. and win your home games. If you don't do the winning your home games part, then you you know you draw all your games. You're going to be round about the relegation. But, well, you could draw. You could be unbeaten all season and draw yeah. 38 games and still be relegated. Yeah, and you, you've got to keep your eye on that. Um, Sheffield United are down, and Chris Wilder basically said it at the weekend after the interview. Went, I think we're playing Championship football next year what a year. disappointment that must it's really be. sad yeah. like, it makes me really sad that the Sheffield United I was so excited by last year and I still what a ride them. though to yeah. be fair I still watch them in hope this year and then it just doesn't work does it and I hope they go down and come back up I don't think it's over and I hope Chris Wilder stays because I still rate him as a manager and I don't I think um, I don't lack think of they fans will get, get rid of him no and I think lack of fans has hurt them and I just still think there's a good football basis there there's a good manager there's a good players and there's a good club there hopefully they sort it mm. out I, I, you know, I would argue that God, I hate people sacking managers and moving on to oh he's best, best for a bigger club or whatever but Chris Wilder would be in line for a bigger club if available yeah I, I think that because the goals that Sheffield United do score are coached goals do you know where Chris Wilder would do really good is Crystal Palace Roy Hodgson needs to retire. Yeah, Chris Wilder come in really there. Good point. Yeah. He could do well there and kind of make that into a proper top 10 team. I, I mean, they kind of, we know they punched above their weight last year. Like if you look, you know, the XG or whatever, that yeah, hated the, matrix, like, you know, they they over, overperformed in, on so many like statistical measures. But I, I just, I think in the end, all the things we thought about them when they came up last year and said they were probably going to go down uh, kind of didn't go away, which is generally they are a championship team. Does like that mean... Just, their players just aren't good enough. Does that mean two years later, after we completely ripped the piss out of Danny Mills being a fucking idiot, maybe he was right. Because he was just like, oh, Sheffield United are shit, they play long ball and they can't cope. No, he's not, because he didn't even think before he said that. No, that's true. He's yeah, but with Sheff- I mean, in the words of Lincoln Park... In the end, Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah. In wow. the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> good, good Lincoln quote. Park. Um, on that note, let's move on to side stories. Um, I'll, I'll go first quickly. With I want to mention Glenn Rhoda and Ian Saint John. Death. Um, yes, because they both passed away this week. Um, and one, Glenn Rhoda was an awesome footballer and not a very good manager, but he was a. Great but human. nice guy, yeah. Like he, great human. I, I always found it hard because he was like clearly not doing very well as a manager, but he kind of carried himself with a lot of dignity. Yes. And you, and you, you like, just I, I want you to do well, but you're not built you're not for this good. job. Yeah, like, you're not built for this job. Yeah. But he was an amazing centre back, <laughs> and uh, and only sixty five, so that's really sad. And then Ian Saint John passed away this week as well, eighty two. And I just remember Saint and Greavesy when I was a kid watching it on TV. And um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention them. Any other side stories? Yeah, China. Have you been keeping up to date with what's going on in China this week? Um, politically or footbally? Well, just general China news. <laughs> do we do we China, China State news? Yeah. Um, um, I think you're going to tell us about the Inter Milan owners. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is an interesting caveat to the story, but just as, as a standalone story. So they're they're champions of last year. So Jingsu Jingsu FC, the um. The parent company of Jingsu is, is a um, retail clothing brand. So they made it any retail retail stores. So bizarre. So won the league last year. Four months later, have come out and said we are disbanding all footballing operations. And that was the club that Gareth Bale was going to join in exactly January. Right? Yeah, two years ago, Gareth Bale was going to sign yeah. there, which would have been a, only a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. They were the ones that were bidding yeah. stupid money for him. Um, this is a concern for for China. So a few, a few things that that um that you can pull out of this that are beyond kind of the surface of the story. Firstly, as an owner of a football club, you this is highlights that you have the choice to disband your footballing operations. 
You can just go, done with this. You know, we are kind of blinded by the history of football in, in England and the history of football in, in Europe and, in, you know, how long these clubs have been in existence and how we hold them close to the community and to the heart. However, if you sell your club to someone, that someone can disband your club. It makes no difference to them. And, it, and if they're going through a financial crisis like they are in China right now, they're going, well, our football operations are expensive, so that arm of our business we will disband. That makes sense. See you later. We, by selling football clubs, that is the risk we take. 20 clubs in the Chinese top three divisions have gone under this year. Wow. I can say this year. That's Sorry, the last 12 months. Yeah, it's 11 since the, since the end of last season have either, yeah. have either gone under or gone into administration. Um, they just could be there was a big push five, six, maybe eight years ago now from the Chinese Communist Party to go. We haven't been good enough at football and we have the population and the money. We so should be good at football. Throw money at it. Throw money at it. And it was kind of a government push thing. And now I think the enthusiasm and energy's run out of that. And people were losing money in it. So they're just like, no, I'm not bothered about this anymore. And they're just stepping back. And so it's just slowly... But it's always sort of felt a bit forced. So it's not like there isn't a history there of, of mm. the game. And, and I mean, it... I mean, maybe that's part of it that it shows it just, it's hard to manufacture that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's been one of the things is they've thrown money at it, but still there hasn't necessarily been hasn't just a, worked. a massive take up and interest. And but, I think the, the people that are into football, um, you know, it's almost more still the Premier League. Well, yeah, than the, because it's, it's, it's a better product. I mean, they, yeah. they have an average attendance in China of about 19,000. Yeah. And if you throw that much money at it, there was a point in time a few years ago where six of the top 10 earning players in the world were in China. That's right, yeah. And yet they still only have an attendance of 19,000. So yeah. there, there was a point where the government put extra regulation in there a year ago saying that... Um, you can't basically you can't spend you have to pay a 50% tax that's right if you're going to play pay these salaries to to players which made clubs just just panic because they their marketing and their branding but what's going on in china is a complete um dismantling of their footballing pyramid and we should all take heed from that yeah because that could easily happen in europe Exactly right, and the more frivolous we are, with I wish we had a big company come and invest. The the, the more yeah. Yeah. open we take are. Take note, that. Burnley. Yeah, um, Roger, did you have a side story? Uh, yeah, I just saw something I was unaware of this morning, and then um, Lionel Messi. He's quite good. No, Schalke. Oh yeah. So Schalke a couple of seasons ago were in the... Not seen them before? No, I have. But I think Schalke has been quite good, and mm. they were in Champions League a couple of years ago. And I, I mean, I. I don't watch a huge amount of Bundesliga, but I watch enough to remember Schalke generally being good, being good and yeah. being up there. And so um, there was a Bundesliga first um, at the weekend. So they're, they're last in the Bundesliga at the moment. They've just sacked their entire sporting staff. Um, Everyone? Yeah, like all the management. So they've sacked their manager, Christian Gross. Um, oh, of, Christian Gross? What? Yeah, Ex-Spurs manager. Ex-Spurs fame. Yeah. Although he did, like, he kind of has some credits in Germany from when he did do quite But 20 well. years ago? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, assistant, his assistant, um, the squad manager, the head of performance, and the sport and communications executive, all gone. Now, the other thing that's here that's interesting in this is that this is now I think they've sacked four managers yeah they had this um, season the Huddersfield guy didn't they David uh, Wagner yeah, Wagner yeah um, so yeah the fourth manager of the year has gone and one of them was only there for like 28 days so or they, they survived last year or they get relegated no no they're in the Bundesliga okay they survived, but, but they've they've lost like every game apart from one or two this year they've won one game yeah, yeah so Gross won his first game or something, and then they haven't won in a long, long time. They just got spanked, you know, four nil two weeks in a row. It's a disaster. But I also found in this latest um, shift, apparently Gross was getting um, players' names wrong in like team meetings and oh, things like that. So he not... was eighty years old yeah. when he managed Spurs twenty years ago. But I also the the kind of the 
push to get rid of the management team was led by a player revolt. And the two players at the heart of that were apparently um, Kalasnic and Mustafi, who no. were both on loan from no, Arsenal. No. And then I saw that and I kind of lost all respect for the player revolt. because I'm like, So these guys came in in January... So they've only they on loan. Oh, like, they, this is bullshit. They literally they've just they've just arrived and they've gone. Well, this guy's a clown. And then they've gone. I'm like, oh, you've literally like what, arrogant, what arrogance. And like I, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Like no, I mean, obviously enough. things aren't going well, but it just it is almost like well, that's a bit sort of. Arsenal, so like, I'd like to know what an Arsenal fan thinks of that. Yeah. It's like, would you want him back? Yeah, like, Mustafi. Mustafi is such a Mustafi thing. He was awful at Arsenal, and now just getting relegated. Yeah, to maybe maybe they should offer him to like their rivals. Man yeah, United, exactly right. you really need a centre back. Um, has anyone got any other side stories? Nope. I got. I want to raise one quickly before we go into end game. Is the weird uh, Champions League coverage in Australia? So we watch oh, all yeah. our sport on. Optus Sport, and that's great. All the football's on Optus Sport. But now I've been challenged by a company called Sports Flick, which is based out of... Sydney? Sydney some somewhere. Some guy's bedroom. Basically some guy's bedroom. If you go on their website, like our website's not the best thing in the world, but it's better than Sports Flick, who have just bid... 60 million. 60 million to yeah. have the Champions League. Now, I don't know where their money came from, and no one really knows. But no one knows if it exists yet. They've bid, but they've not paid anything. Yeah. Could we bid for it? No, but it's weird because they. So the investigative journalism I read on this on this topic was they're, they're trying to like track down company. Carl, direct, yeah, yeah, company company mm. directors and stuff, and they're like, well, they've got three directors. One of them is a builder and works for this, this construction <laughs> company. And it's like, so actually, it's just a bunch of mates who just what they they do what like the Bosnian first division and yeah, they've got some they've got some odd. You can watch bowls on their channel yeah. and some really odd cricket games and stuff. Bare bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, bare knuckle fighting because there's a big audience for that. Wow, weird. But anyway, that's odd. Let's go on to end game. So Jeffa, you're the games master. The scores are Rog to Jeff to me three. Ooh. So I'm winning. Just Roger, you've got to do well here. Just just to right. peg, peg the ball man down, um, as so they used to do back in the <laughs> 50s. In the bare knuckle fighting. Bald men. They used to just peg them down. Over to you, Jeff. What's the game? Pegged. Okay, right. Well, um, so there is no link to football this week for my theme. I tried, I tried to tenuously link it and I just thought, no, I'm going to do what I'm I assuming want. it's about football. It's though. about football. Oh, okay. Good. So, that's, that's enough link. I would like you to think of France. Okay. What I want are... Baguette. <laughs> Frenchmen. So, the top 20 ranked by appearance in the Premier League, French players. Okay. Jesus. you've got two lives. So, I'm looking for... You top know, 20? Top 20 appearances... Made by French players in the Premier League era. Okay, there is some frantic thinking and writing here going on. Okay, so because you lost last week, Rod, you can go first. Uh, Thierry Henry. Correct. 258 appearances. My list is ruined. (laughs) Um, Olivier Giroud. Correct. 215 appearances. Uh, Robert Pires. He is nineteenth out of twenty Ooh. with one hundred ninety-eight appearances. <laughs> Correct. Um. Ooh. How many appearances did Pires have? One hundred ninety-eight. So he got about two hundred appearances. Jesus. See the mass I did there, Rog. Mm-hmm. See, I'm stalling whilst I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. You, come on. I've got a good one that I don't think you'll have that I want to save, but I'm going to... Pogba. Incorrect. Okay. Do I have to go again or do I just lose a life? You lose a life. Rog. Uh, Lloris. Hugo Lloris. 233 appearances. Correct. Very good, Roger. Very left field. That was my banker. (laughs) (laughs) Such a banker. Stop stalling. Um, Eric Cantona. Incorrect, John. 156 appearances. Oh, bow, no. bow. Roger is the winner. You're going to kick yourself for some of these. No, he's no, got to get, get one, one right. It's two lives, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kante? Oh, Golo Kante would be a good one. Oh, come on, Kante. Oh. 
Incorrect, Roger. Does that mean I get another go? You get another go. No, because he's already got two wrong. Surely not. No, because you just got one wrong. Yeah, so but don't so I you... just keep going? Yeah. Or does John just... Do we go back to... Well, if you get another one wrong now, you've lost both your lives and then we keep going. Yeah, okay, go on. Pressure, 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 um... pressure. Mm, David Silva. Oh, maybe he's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy that played in goal for Man United? Oh, Peter Schmeichel. Deschamps. No. <laughs> Come on. That is incorrect, oh. Roger. Right, I've got to think of some French players. <laughs> Shit, I've spent all that time being annoying. I can't think of any French players. Um, Emmanuel Petit. Incorrect, John. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, Mikael Silvestre. There's some real obvious ones we're missing here, Rog, that I just... Correct. 275 oh, yes. appearances. Roger is the winner. I'll go through them because you're going to kick yourself. Yeah. Nicholas Anelka. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 364. Yeah. Hugo Lloris, you got Patrick Vieira. Oh, God. I've got Petit, but not Vieira. Yeah. Sammy and Nazari. Um, Gail Clichy. We would have got there. Robert Pires. William Gallas. Oh, I said Pires. Oh, Gallas, oh, yeah. yeah. Koscielny. Yep. 250 appearances. Oh, he's around for ages. Louis Saha, 289. Uh-huh. Sissoko. Oh, also yeah. Sissoko, 200. So he was right at the bottom. 200. But the top, you didn't even get the top. Sylvain Distan. Oh, 469 <coughs> Premier why, League appearances. That's why you picked this one, wasn't it? Uh, Mikel Silvestre, you got Steed Melbronk. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Love David Ginola. He was bottom, he was number 20. Uh, a couple more Charles Nzogbia Jonas Kabul and Stephen Nzonzi but Sylvan Stephen Nzonzi's in there he is in there what's he got he was joint 19 he played for Stoke for no. a yeah, yeah he played for Stoke right. and Blackburn, and Blackburn. Yeah. but yeah. not like wasn't yeah. a regular yeah. 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 best player but like, how did Deschamps not get in well Frank Leboeuf Deschamps played one season at the end of his career no he had like three that's <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. he wasn't there. Either. There is definitely like, and there's a there's a point in time where I just it's the same as last week's quiz. Refigo, I just assume yeah. that like the world stopped around this certain time. But what it is with the French, like Sylvain Distan in my head is not French. He played so long in yeah. the UK that you just presume he's a British player. And so, whereas when Deschamps arrives, yeah. you go, "Oh, it's exciting," yeah. or whatever. So you kind of. Whereas, I thought you'd get Nicholas Anelka. But he came as a kid as well, so you kind of just forget. And he's such a sulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like... But yeah, yeah but who on that list wasn't, Rog? True. <laughs> uh, what's important here, Jeff, is that John didn't win. Oh, oh so that means it's all... No, 3-3-2. Three, 3-3-2. Three, two. Three, three, two. Rog wins, so Rog, your games master next week. Um, we didn't mention it, but one thing that I got really excited about this week Ooh. is is 100 days to, to the Euros. Euros. Yes. And... Like things, things are going better, like yep. cautiously better. Like the UK, as much as I think the government has done an appalling job and are appalling people, yep. the vaccine rollout seems to be going very, very well. well. Yeah, and I kind of have some an element of hope that I'm not like we we all agree we're not loving football at the moment. But I just yep. thought 100 days to Euros. Imagine if there's fans. Yeah. Imagine fans if there's the quite Euros. a lot of fans. Like AFL's about to start here and there's going to be fans and I'm excited about watching I looked up sport with fans. All the Euros fixtures, Australia time, they're on at 11pm, 2am, 5am, which isn't the best, but all the 2am games are crap. So 11pm's fine and 5am's fine because that's just yeah. before. Can work. I tell you who's going to win the Euros? Go on. Portugal. Oh. Do, you, do you know why? Go on. Because of... Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Diego Jota, Jao Felix, Ruben Neves, Neto, Cancelo, and Diaz. Is one of those guys the... That's a very good team. <laughs> guy that plays for Wolves that hasn't scored a goal yet? No. no. Uh, Fabio Silva. No, he's, uh, he's 11. I don't think Portugal will win. No. List the France. Look up the France squad in a minute, Jeff, and you'll go... Nicolas uh, Nelka, Deschamps, <laughs> Petit. <Yeah. laughs> Um, thanks for listening everyone we will be back next week Um, don't forget if you want to get in contact or ask us questions um, just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email because we're not going to delete it at footballshedpodcast at gmail we will not delete it (laughs) dot com (laughs) thanks everybody bye bye bye